if you and it's not just about it's not just about writing actually you're writing it's not just about writing it is like a collaboration with designers so as long as design is still in the mix you're writing is also is also going to be a very crucial part of the product future so one time other things so this may sound lame right but like you know either way it's more like I want to be with I want to be with you for the longest time and I want to twist with you for the longest time just like your hairstyle. <laughs> you want that? <laughs> you know, well, I on twist that time too. You have always been on twist since I know you. So yeah. that's that, yeah. that's why. Like I get started. <laughs> <laughs> so for everybody listening, you know, Zenab has done the basic intro, not just design for podcasts, is sponsored by Nairoption. Their basic and number one promise is to make information accessible to young Nigerians. If you are listening, the link to Nairoption is in the link below. On this podcast today, we have Zenab, Zig, Zag, Zig. <laughs> hi, hi, hi everyone. Hello, Trent. Yeah, yeah hello. So I'm let's let's start. let's start from Easy, the beginning, man. Zenab. How are you? How are you doing? Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. Today I'm fine. I'm, I'm actually doing okay. They brought the light not too long ago. Like they knew I, I needed this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah so good. I'm good actually. Yeah, it's been a yeah. while since we spoke, both of us. So, you know, this, yeah, this one will be interesting. Been long. We've been trying to speak for the longest time. Yeah. I remember like two scenarios when the one my my um, camera was no board, was not working. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, finally doing it. And and a lot a lot has happened between that time and now, Zinab. But there's one thing um I like us to start from, it right? Has... We're going to talk, we're going to talk about your article that okay. you write. And we're going to talk about those two little beds and there's how come there's only one left? <laughs> you know. <laughs> they don't give up a bit. There's only one left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can I can talk about that. I can talk about that. Okay, so <laughs> nice. Know what you want to do. <laughs> okay, nice. So let, let's let's start from the top, right? So now, Zina, tell me, okay. right? Tell me how you end up being a product designer. Okay, okay. Tell yeah. me, yeah, yeah. The best. Going tell to... me the best way you've <laughs> never said it before. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. I'll refine it, make it a little better. Okay, so my first journey into tech was not product design. My first journey into tech was. Excel. Let me just say Excel. Okay. I wanted to do something that I could do with my computer after I graduated with school, and I was waiting for my NYSC because I could not go for NYSC until I graduated. So I didn't, I wanted to keep myself busy. So I, I thought, let me learn Excel and like I know try to be good with it and stuff like that. So it was through Excel that I found data analysis. But somebody was like, you are you are learning it in Excel, so why don't you like try to do data analysis because it's connected and you can be yeah. a data analyst. So yeah, my first point of contact into tech was data analysis and Excel and stuff like that. So I did data analysis for almost a year. I don't know if it's up to a year, but it's almost a year, sure. And then I went for NYSC and I got back and I just lost the momentum to continue going with data analysis. I, I, I was bored and I was into the programming part of data analysis. I was learning Python, I was learning R. And I was not just enjoying it. Like I could sit with troubleshooting for for two days or three days and I would not understand it. And I'll finally guess it's just be one small problem. So I don't like yeah. that delay. 
I feel like time is going and I'm sitting down trying to troubleshoot something. It just makes me feel like I'm being slow in the, the stuff, in, with data stuff. So I always hide UI UX design, thanks to Twitter mostly, because mm-hmm. I mean, I see people design stuff. Before I didn't even know, I didn't know what UI UX design was about. I thought it was just about designing and making things beautiful. So I, I, I always wanted to try this out. So maybe I should try this out while I'm being bored with, while I am bored with um, data analysis. So, and I just spoke to like a couple of people, like, should I try this out? Will it make me, like, does this mean I don't have direction? <laughs> uh, I'm, uh-huh. I'm already doing data analysis and I want to like change career path to something that is never really uh-huh. down to do UI. Yeah, like, try it out. So like, it out. graphics like and drawing and drag and drop, all of that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, so if you don't like it, come back to data analysis. So I said, okay, I'll try it out. And then I started with the Google UX course. And yeah, since then, I've not gone back to data analysis since then. So you can <laughs> tell <laughs> that, yeah, you can tell that I, I'm not bored with it yet. So yeah, that, that's how I got into product design, basically. So now, how far were you? How far data analysis now, right? Do you think like you've taken things from there and you like transitioned some things you've learned into UI UX? Mm, it would be in the research part because when I was doing that Google UX course, in mm-hmm. the beginning part, the first um, lessons, they were they pointed at data analysis, quantitative data, qualitative um, data and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, I did this in um, data analysis. Like I'm familiar with this. I'm familiar with data visualization, like how to, and pass information across visually. Yeah. So yeah, I think I, I brought that thing from data analysis into product design, but then the hands-on parts, that's the designing part, I, didn't, I don't think that mm-hmm. matters. It has to do with the research and maybe some part of the testing when you're analyzing your test results and yeah. you want to show it off to, to the people that, let's say stakeholders. How many years has it been in product so design? Yeah. Let's say it's not up to two years yet. One year and let's say five months. One year and let's say five months or six. What what has been your headache? Yeah, what has been the thing that you look at design and be like, who sent me? I swear. That kind of thing. <laughs> okay. Like like um like regrets. Are you trying to say like a regrets? No, no regrets, man. Like, you know, sometimes I okay, let me give you context, right? So sometimes I'll be designing okay. and then Somebody will just send me a message on Slack and be like, hey, David, we need to design this flyer at the end of today. And then I still have another project to have to design it, like that, another separate design, right? It's the same company, but like separate things. Okay. And I'm like, who sent me a message? Because I have to go and start doing research about this one. <laughs> and I'll, I'll just be there, like, who sent yeah. me? Like, who sent? So, like, those kind of experiences. <laughs> okay, I, I understand now. Okay, my own would be that there is so, so, so many things to learn. There's so many things on that design that I don't know. And the more you try to find out that, the more you try to see, the more you know, see that you don't know something, the more you see that there's so many other things that you don't know. So it's just like, it just keeps, it's not, it's not reducing. What you are knowing is not, what you don't know is not reducing. It's increasing. The more you find out that you are learning, the more you're learning. And it just overwhelms me sometimes. I'll just be like, who sent me? Like, why am I even here? Am I sure I'll not even have been better off as a data, <laughs> data analyst? Maybe I'll have found something better to do because this thing is too much and I don't know anything. That there are so many people that are good at this thing and me, I don't know simple auto layers. I, I don't know simple, like, uh, it's, so, it's so annoying. <laughs> yeah, I get that feeling. I get yeah, that, that feeling. That's, that's, that's part of it. 
Mm-hmm. I get that feeling. Information overload. Yes, like it's it's very very troubling. If you see, maybe you're you're on YouTube, you're trying to learn, or even Twitter, like you're just scrolling on Twitter, and then you see somebody do one mm. in a one prototype thing like that, and it just moves. Hey. Your mind is like, ha, oh, wow. Where are they see this guy? What am I doing with my life? <laughs> exactly. You like, what are they like, see this guy? What am I doing with my life? I saw, I saw a, a prototype from one of my friends, right, Victoria. Uh-huh. So she has been doing thirty days of prototyping. Her name is V on um, okay. on Twitter. I'll, for people watching on YouTube, I'll put okay. the video up. So uh, let me see if I can send it to you on Discord. So Victoria pushed out this prototype, mm-hmm. and uh, this thing is nice. Do you see the search button? Do the search button? You know, just swing oh and just. <laughs> and my mind, and I'm like, and I'll, she's doing this, and yeah. I'm looking at it, and I'm like, damn man, what's what's this? How do I how do I even get to this point? That kind of thing. <laughs> like if you want to do it, you have to analyze like can I do this? You start using it to evaluate your skills. Okay, I've seen this. I'm going to check it out after this. Yeah, check it out. Oh, you need to evaluate your skills. Exactly. It doesn't make any sense. How do you find yourself like solving that kind of yeah. when you I, feel that way? What do you do? Hmm? I say when you when you feel that way, when you get what in that it? kind of situation. When you get in that kind of situation, right? Like what do hmm. you do? I just try, I just try to talk myself into like it's okay. Don't don't compare yourself. I mean, it's hard. It's hard not to compare yourself. It's hard, very hard, especially when you are seeing these things in front of you and you know that I don't know. But it's hard. So I just try to like talk myself. There's a tiny part of me that tries to talk me into it is fine. Like it's okay with be okay with where you are now and what you are doing now. And the more you progress, uh, the more you uh, the more you learn, the more you practice, the more you do better. So. There are some articles that just come my way in time. Even though I've read it, like even though I read those kind of articles several times, yeah. they just come in like when I need them. At that <laughs> and point, they just remind me that you are, yeah, exactly. Just remind me that you are doing okay and just keep keep going, and you won't die as long as you don't give up. <laughs> you won't yeah. die. And friends, 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 and community help a lot. Yeah. Can you share those articles with me? So I'll put them in the description. So make me make I follow read them. So you know I know good uh, yeah. the pressure. There's one that I read like that one was really, really, really nice. I, I hope I still have it. I'm going to look for it after this show. What I what I do mostly is I look at it and mm-hmm. as you say, talk to yourself. I at least I do that. I just calm down tell myself, you know, it's it's not about now, David. You know, it's about later, it's about the future, you know, it's not about now, you know, you were here before, you are here now, you know, you, you, you'll be here in another place yeah. again, exactly, I just keep talking, you were here before, <laughs> you're here now, I just keep talk, talking to myself, and I pace, like, I just start pacing, you know, yeah. I just moving from, like, front and back in my room, I just keep moving up and down, I found that I helps, so that, that helps. <laughs> yeah. Also, your yeah. writing, how do you transition, like, from design, and how do you mix it with writing? Why, why did you give that expression? <laughs> I know the question was coming. <laughs> I know the Definitely. question was coming. How did I get mm-hmm. to writing? Okay. Yeah. I've always written pre-design. I've always written pre-design, but I didn't get into UX writing until I got into um UI UX design. And it was this article that I wrote, NFT for dummies, that, that made me see that I could do writing in in design that i don't know if you know the article Sha, but it's like um explaining nfts in a very simple manner to beginners and people that are not tech or crypto savvy so when i put that article out it got traction 
big attraction and there were some people who told me that I do well as a UX writer. I didn't know what that was at that point, but then I went to search it out and I started getting into articles. I started reading articles on Medium about UX writing. I was like, oh, this is nice. Maybe this is, I can do this because I, if I learn this, this seems like something I would like. It's writing. I've always, I've always liked to write somehow, sometimes. Mm -hmm. I always like to write and writing for UX design is like something I think I could do if I give it a try. So I, I said, let me try it. And that's how I got into, into UX writing. What kind of articles were you writing before? Or what kind of things were you writing before? Random things, oh. I'm writing random things on my video. <laughs> I only did one 30-day writing challenge because I just wanted to like writing. I just created my Medium account then. I've always written, but it was always in my medium, in my diary, in my books, in, yeah. in my journals and stuff. I just write about my experience and my friends and people that have that I met, how my day went and stuff like that. So I, one time I said, let me create a medium account to just share some of the stuff yeah. in my head after reading. I mean, why not? <laughs> it was a new year resolution for me that time, January 2020. <laughs> I created a medium account and I put out some chances then. I've been writing on Medium about random things that are just in my head, life lessons, some things that don't even make sense. Some some of them make sense. Some mm-hmm. of them are funny. Some of them are not funny. <laughs> so, yeah. And sometimes I write technical stuff. If I learn something, I'll try to explain it to transcend whatever I, it is I learned. And when I finish my, I've not finished that Google course, what am I saying? <laughs> when, when I reach somewhere in that Google course, <laughs> Somewhere that Google course, I also wrote about it like uh, how the Google course has helped me so far, and that one also got a lot of traction on Medium. So, yeah, and many people got into design. Like, it was kind of like a recommendation for beginners to get into design with that course. Yeah, yeah, that's nobody. I don't think I've seen anybody that's finished the Google course like it's a tour. Most people (laughs) have on on this podcast, I've seen, I've seen, who are they? Who are they? Julius, Julius in um. Whoa! <laughs> I need to, yeah. I need to speak to him. Yeah, but I need to find out the kind yeah, of determination it takes. When you finish that time, he gave me the image. I was like, you must finish it. So you must. Finish. I was like, yes, I must finish it. I, I went <laughs> after one week. I don't <laughs> I don't think I'm ever going to finish it at this point. I've stopped trying. <laughs> but have you have you finished any other course like any other course before? Like in UI, UX, or design, or UX writing? Yeah, I finished, yeah, sure. UX writing, I finished courses. I finished courses in UX writing. There are not many courses in UX writing. Mm-hmm. So the ones that I have, they are not, I, ca- I can't take them for granted. You, UI, UX design, yeah. I can always go on YouTube. When I, when I abandoned the Google course, I was on YouTube mostly, learning practically, mm-hmm. watching videos and using it to practice. Mm-hmm. But UX writing is not really like that. Uh, there are not many resources. So mm-hmm. the little ones that you have, you have to hold it. So <laughs> there was there are the free courses I took them and I finished them for UX writing. What, yeah. what would you say? What would you say? Like, is it is it because courses are scarce, or is it because like you just have you're just on that spectrum of design to writing, which you enjoy more? You're just maybe mm-hmm. a little bit more interested into what's the writing part is why you finish the courses, or were you like having a timetable? <laughs> was it discipline? Was it like accountability partner stuff? Shout out to UK by the way. Yeah. Uh, Which one? Ah, uh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to UK. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I have um, a little bit of bias in writing. 
than design. And that's why like I finished most of my writing courses and not design. I don't know. Okay. I can't remember finishing any design. Okay, like I think some courses in design because I did not complete the Google UX course as a whole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it does not mean that I did not finish. I did some. I, I finished like five or four courses. So, Damn. Uh, that that's was a lot. Yes, uh, like um the foundations, the foundation you know yeah. do you think the google you exposed to <laughs> mm-hmm. like you know it's a specialization I, I didn't <laughs> it's a specialization so like yeah <laughs> yeah so I, I i didn't finish it as a book but i did it up to a point but the ux writing yeah there's a little bit of bias for writing than design which made me finish most of my writing courses than the design course and yeah we it's not it's not that broad or general it's not that popular like UI UX, like product yeah. design. I mean, just try to hold what you have and know it well because you are scarce in the market. Oh, you're not that you're scarce now, but you are. <laughs> yeah. That's. Yeah. So you not no plenty, you not small, very, very small. So yeah, I do understand. Uh-huh. Compared to design, compared to designers as a whole. I want to ask you this may sound like a hot take, but is this product design saturated? And why, if for any answer you give me, you answer the why. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair, that's fair. Product design saturated. Uh, I, me too, I, I asked this question when I was sticking to design, when I was sticking to design, like, am I even, like, the, ah, <laughs> Jones, I've applied for plenty jobs in, in UI UX <laughs> design. All of them. And I barely got, like, uh, an interview, interview back so that made me even wonder like what am i even doing here like this <laughs> just this thing is this thing is kind of saturated and for this for some of the ui of the ux writing um jobs that i applied to if i apply to yeah. say, let's say thing i'll get a response even though it's a rejection i'll get a response yeah. for like two but for design i'll apply to 20 i won't get any response i'll get any Ouch. any um <laughs> any rejection uh, i'll get rejection for like one or two so it, that, that just made me want that like it's just um, saturated and don't they need people again are people doing but i feel like it is saturated but in the, on the junior level in the beginners zone mm. that is where it's saturated like there are many people trying to get into it there are many people with behance portfolio and there are many people yeah. with like uh with basic knowledge about it and that at a beginner level she are trying to get into designer trying to look for entry-level jobs in internships, junior positions. That's why I will say that is one I will say is kind of saturated. But I think as you move up the ladder, if you are persistent enough, you are going to get to a point where you become hot kick, which I think is where you are now, Jones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> where you are now. You are getting to the boss level and uh, uh, so yeah, for you it might not be like that, but for me, I feel like the entry level part is still kind of is saturated. But it should not be a discouragement. It, it's, it's discouraging. It's kind of discouraging, but it should not be discouraging enough. If, if it's something you really enjoy, if design is something that someone really wants to get into, then should be persistent, yeah. you know, and like so keep going even though the rejections keep coming. There's this is okay. podcast Future of Design. It's okay. run by um, you know. This guy from Overly Academy, you know Overly Academy, they have a podcast. Yeah, so now, the podcast was with Tola Labi, and they asked a question. They asked Tola Labi, 
can you define the future of design? And his statement was, most times when they ask these questions, they ask somebody who is very older in the field. You know, people have spent 10, 15 years. Yeah, but okay. he be- yeah, he believes that that kind of question should be asked to people who are just new or relatively new in the field. So you said mm. that you are, you know, you are relatively new into UX writing. So mm-hmm. what do you think the future of UX writing is? Of, of UX writing, not UX yes. writing. Not UX. Yeah, UX writing. Mm, let me see. I feel like Anyhow. UX UX writing as I'm trying to say the most reasonable way. I feel like UX writing has like um a very good potential now and like in the future. Because as long as we are trying, as long as we are creating stuff for people that we want them to be able to make use of and understand, UX mm-hmm. writing has a as a bright as a bright future uh and not just for the ux writers but for also also for the users because i mean of course you're writing you're writing for them so if you and it's not just about it's not just about writing actually ux writing is not just about writing it is like a collaboration with designers so as long as design is still in the mix ux writing is also is also going to be a very crucial part of the product future but yeah, US writing has a bright future as long as we are still we still have users that we are writing for and we have products that we are creating for the users. I'm assuming, okay, I'm assuming there are people listening that so now this is normally this podcast is made basically just things that I find interesting, but like for, for the sake of other people listening, <clears throat> how would you define UX writing? Let's say, you know, how would you define UX writing basically? And give me like um instances of how it's been used okay ux writing is uh is no it has writing in, in it but it's not just it's not the core part of it ux writing has to do with starting from the empathizer what am i saying you know the design <laughs> the, <laughs> the five designs um, stuff it has to do with yeah. this starting with the empathized stage of a design yeah. when you're trying to read a product you have to like try to understand what this user wants what they want, ask crucial questions, and then write something that has to do with that product and in a way that they are going to understand it and it's going to be useful for them for the product that they want to use. So UX, where UX writing comes in is in trying to break it down and not just break it down to, and not just break it down in any manner, but try to break it down to make sure that, that the uh, action that the user wants to take successful at the end, thanks to yeah. them understanding what's the, what is being communicated by the product. So UX writing is, uh, there's a definition that is, is the writing of clear, concise, and simple inter, no, I don't think that's what it has to do, it's clear, there's concise, and there is clear, concise, and something something else, another C, but <laughs> I just use simple. <laughs> So um, copies for users to be able to make sense of what the business is trying to communicate to them. Say so UX writing is like a bridge for between the between business and users. Yeah, basically. Okay, if I if I'm to define it for myself, I do this all the time where okay. I see something I want to redefine it, right? So I will most likely use a stupid yeah. analogy. Well, here's the analogy. Like yeah. from what you just said, is this so? UX writing is like, you're trying to serve me stir fry, right? You already, mm-hmm. you know, you put everything in the plates, you've done everything. Mm-hmm. But then you now put an image how to cut chicken on the table. Like the tea is already on the table there that I'm sitting on. 
So you know how to cut chicken on the table, right? Now you're not telling me how to cut my chicken, but then the fact yeah. that they stir fry with chicken inside the plate and there's an image on the table, right? I'm learning how to oh this how I should maybe cut my chicken, you know, with fork and knife. That's the best way. <laughs> yes. Now that that picture yeah. there is on every table. Is that like is that a better yeah. a way of describing yes. what UX writing is? That makes that makes so much sense. That makes so much sense. The picture and then the little micro copies that follow the picture, like do this. Yeah. The clear yeah. instructions. Take your knife, cut the chicken like this yeah. with your left hand or with your right hand. Those are micro copies that help you to get your action yeah. done successfully. And if they are not clear enough, you might hurt yourself with the knife, or you might yeah. you might throw your your chicken might just waste because you're not cutting mm -hmm. it well. So we want you to be able to cut your chicken very well and enjoy your meal in the restaurant and so for yeah. that to happen we need to like explain it describe it for you very well with the instruction that we have laid out in front of that's the exercise i like that analogy <laughs> I like you can that. you can you can use it freely don't worry i dash you uh, yeah i'm going to i'm definitely going to use it <laughs> yeah so you know it's it's just basically definition of little things matter like you know if you mm -hmm. think about mm -hmm. design, you you will not think about maybe a button that says your message has been sent, but probably while waiting on network, or probably your message has been sent. Once you get, once it's been delivered, you get a notification, or you know your message is hanging due to the fact that you know we're having server mm -hmm. issue, or mm -hmm. all those small small things. You know, communication, clear communications. Yes. Exactly, like you know, so on the, on a larger scale, <clears throat> we think is <clears throat> sorry on larger scale as a designer. You think it's just the design, it's just, you know, drag and drop, build the application at the end of the day. If it looks nice, it looks good, what's it top? You know, it's just yeah. it's interesting to find out. Like, <laughs> now now you now you really follow yeah. now, you know. Yeah, the guys are at uh, least in, don't, in even, this, don't, even don't even let us start on this on this podcast. It's going to take longer than <laughs> we expect. Don't let us start at all. <laughs> In the, in the Nigerian space, you know, I didn't want UX writers. Do you think there is a, is a space for UX writers to like gain audience and like have more job opportunities? We, it's two things. In the Nigerian space for the UX writers, we are not that many. We are not many, but we are, but we are there and we recognize ourselves and uh, we support ourselves. Like the UX writing community in Nigeria that me have come across on Twitter and off Twitter, they are very supportive. Like they are willing to uh, give you, to answer your questions and give you resources and, and like support you in the little way that they can. Like it's hard for you to go into a UX writer's DM as a UX writer and ask for help and you are going to be ignored. I've never come across that. And I don't think it's, it's common in Nigerian clients. But as for jobs though, jobs in Nigeria, UX writing wise is not, it's not, it's not an abundance. Uh, unfortunately, so mm -hmm. like, wait, it's not, it's not a good thing. But this will make you like, I want to spread your wings into applying for international roles faster than you would yeah. have if it was meant. So I, I think many UX writers, <laughs> they mm -hmm. aim for international roles and stuff like that. Then they don't just look, they don't just look at Nigerian and locally at local employers. I mean, Nigerian employers too are trying, they are starting to, not they are starting, they even know, some of them know, but that is the um, the ones that have their foot on the ground. But there's there some, there are startups, they yeah. don't have the budget for separate UX writer after hiring uh -huh. a designer. So yeah, I, I don't I was getting there. The ones that have their foot, <laughs> the ones that have their foot on the ground, they are knowing the benefit of having a UX writer as part of the team and they are doing the needful. 
but for some that don't, UX writers are looking international while they're spreading their wings and hopefully we all jam something sweet. <laughs> nice, they all jam something yeah. sweet. Do you know that's a fun? <laughs> we all jam something sweet. Guy, yeah, you know jam is ah. <laughs> they don't have the, the bond bars all the time. So for people listening, <laughs> your your last your last um this article right your last email there was this joke that's what they made she wrote b and then put cocks like you know chicken when i say corn chicken that's what she said but like she put like you know three different hen and then she now puts s at the end <laughs> that was yeah, mad because... I, exactly when i read it i was like damn <laughs> that was funny that was really funny yeah, that was that was a joke of, of January. That was that was interesting. <laughs> this me, why did you start yeah. writing those episodes on your on those email episodes? Or why did you start writing them? Uh for my newsletter, I've always wanted to have a newsletter, but then there's this thing that I don't have any what am I going to write about? What else yeah. am I going to write about that people are not writing I mean, what um value do I want to give that people are not already giving? So that one stored my my newsletter stuff very well. But I, at one point, I just said, you know what? Let me just start it. I didn't even have a name for it. I, I just I, <laughs> I sampled plenty of shitty names. And then when I was creating my profile on Revue, that it now shut down, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> I just I, I was playing with my pen and pencil. I was writing my name like Z Z Z Z Z, and mm-hmm. then zigzag just kept popped into my head <laughs> with Z, and it just made sense. It, it, just all came together and I wanted something for me I wanted something that I had Mm -hmm. on my own I mean I have a medium I could have continued writing on my medium I wanted something more personal something that Mm. it would just be for my audience people that are in my circle (laughs) yeah people are interested yeah yeah people are interested in it thank you for being part of this (laughs) trip yeah always remember your first reply Thank you. <laughs> Always. So, yeah, you have... And the content stuff. And the content stuff is just like a random experience. Nothing serious. I don't want to take it too serious. I don't want to take myself too serious. So it's just like random things, random stories and experiences and discussions and memes and stuff that I learned, of course. Anything that I find out <laughs> along the line, I try to yeah. to let my my people in on it so that hey, I got this and my you know <laughs> yeah that's that's, that's, that's another my bed also came in exactly and I, we'll yeah. get we'll get the story of the bed first we'll get the story of the bed get the story of the bed <laughs> <laughs> you know, this, this is relating back to what um to the um to said in the podcast right okay. and you know he was also saying that sometimes as designers we overweight ourselves with the responsibility of branding ourselves as designers so we forget that mm-hmm. we're human beings at first like uh yeah she, yeah. she also said that thing also one time he was like you put so much weight on tweeting only things that are related mm-hmm. to design talking about design. things that are related to design like your whole life Come is on. exactly it, <laughs> people see you for nothing else except that it's design and it's for a while design for a while eh it would make sense to allow you be yeah. in people's faces and they think about you, they think about design. But after a certain mm-hmm. period of times, like you, you've reached a, <clears throat> a saturation point where you, you, are, you are oversaturated with the thought of the people. With design over- content, design related. Exactly. People are oversaturated with it. Mm-hmm. And 
you don't you then become boring because they have no identity to who you are they don't know anything about you yes. they don't know nothing if mm-hmm. even book writers give stories that are relating to them so mention their wife their children even if it's a book about certain things because like mm-hmm. it's too much weight for individuals to put them themselves mm-hmm. not that it should not be serious or yeah. no. it's just sometimes <laughs> it tells people about yourself something like i was this is something I was very aware of. This is something I was very aware of, especially on Twitter when I see some people tweet about only the design related things, and I'm like, no, I don't want this for my own self. <laughs> like, I yeah. have a life. I was doing something before I started design, and I have a life outside of design. I have something life outside of UX writing. And you know, life is not just about your career path, <laughs> life is a combination exactly. of so many other things. Like, what's, what's the fun in tweeting about only design advice, giving advice to newbies? giving only resources and I don't know putting your mouth in every design related <laughs> stuff <Just>. like <laughs> it's something I have I'm intentionally avoided like uh, uh, <laughs> I don't want if you come to me the first thing you think is design the first you think is you right like chill <laughs> yeah if it's good oh, yeah. i believe it's good and I, I i did that when i was starting out you know when i was starting out in school everybody knew me for designing but it got to a point where it was all i was ever known for right and it was mm-hmm. hard for people to see like the human in you like you had for them to see your personality because yeah. every small thing they'll be like yeah now only you are ex or even we're having a discussion about football i don't watch football in discussion with you mm-hmm. exactly like, they're they not sure what they can talk about with you exactly <laughs> and some of them will feel intimidated by you they think you know so much and exactly bro <laughs> <laughs> you you would just you lose friends you think okay you know you know so much and meanwhile you don't know that much and you need you need people to also teach you so, mm-hmm. yeah it makes sense and that's why that's why i really appreciate your newsletter because yeah, it just gets to i get to see other stories like i would have never known the story of the bed now tell me the story Thank of the bed <laughs> the story of the bed the story of the bed and anybody listening this is beard like a bed animal not B-E-D, <laughs> B-I-R-D. Okay, so this bed, <laughs> the first time I really noticed it, like I said in the newsletter, was when we have we had a chicken that we usually feed every morning. And so we just... Is that, wait, 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 is that chicken still alive? Is the chicken still alive? No, the, the chicken is dead. The chicken is dead. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> the chicken is gone. <laughs> oh, we had a chicken that we usually feed morning and evening. So every time we go outside to feed that chicken, we just notice we notice this bed that comes to eat the remnants of the chicken, uh, of the chicken food. And we're like, oh, this bed, it came day one, came day two, came day three. Just notice that we're like, okay, my dad started it. He started giving the bed food every morning. <laughs> and then we noticed that this bed also come in the evening when we're about to feed the chicken and also come and eat the remnants of the of the chicken. So that's how we started <laughs> also actively taking care of the bed too, even though we are not that close to it. Anytime we try to get close to it, it runs away, which is understandable because <laughs> it's still an animal <laughs> at the end of the day. So we, we just feed it, we give it food and we give it water and it will come eat and fly away. It will come in and fly away. So yeah, that's how the bed is. And then at the point, the bed started, brought, it brought a friend. <laughs> they were brought a friend at some point and they would, both of them would come in the mornings and the evenings. But now, I, I still saw I still saw the bed. <laughs> it has a name now, by the way. You know the name of my next new, newsletter. <laughs> so I just saw the nice. bed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it has a name and it still came this morning without the friend. 
sometimes the friend follows, but the friend is not as comfortable as the as the bed. Yeah. <laughs> if the bed is going to eat while we are there, but that friend is going to be locking on the fence and waiting for us to go before it comes. To <laughs> before, so, yeah, the okay. bed is. I, but that's a we've domesticated the bed and I agree because sometimes uh, even in the evenings if I forget to go and feed the chicken outside I'm going to be hearing bed sound there's this bed sound that uh... I hear so <laughs> like, I'm like oh I'm not fed this guy today so let me go and feed this <laughs> uh... when, when we keep when the chicken died <laughs> I thought I was going to we're not going to feed the chicken again because the bed again because there's no point feeding the like yeah, because the chicken was not there again actually yeah, yeah, but I actually actively do it. It's like a routine because sometimes I'm always in my room working from morning till evening. And in the mm-hmm. evening, when I remember that I have to I want to feed this bed, it makes me go outside. So like mm-hmm. a little routine and something that I feel responsible for <laughs> that makes me even want to feed it in the morning. And so yeah, that is just fun. <laughs> That's nice. And by now I thought the bed will have still come. <laughs> now where now where people they see food now, then they stay. If they feed and feed right? the bed, where do they go again? I'm surprised that the bed ascends. I'm surprised. Like, how does the bed know morning and evening? Sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm not see this bed today, but I'll just turn my back and I'll see it behind me. I'm like, hi, hey, you're here again today. And I'm surprised. Like, how does this bed has absence? To know the difference in morning and evening. Yeah, I wish you could talk so I would just know, like, how. <laughs> how are you sure you actually bring food? <laughs> Oh my god, you know. Oh my god. That's nice. All of us listening. For people listening, the link to subscribe to Zenab's newsletter is in the description. Let me let me first yeah. tell you, Zenab has an amazing sense of humor. So be rest assured to find out very oh. interesting story that you would you would read from it. Exactly. You know. Yeah. She she she's awesome. She's, she's just like that. I try my best. I try my best. Are yeah. we nearing the end of this? Because I have like a question for you before we finish. Yeah, we are. I was about to get there. While we're approaching the end, I have just one thing left on my notes. Many. So, yeah, I can ask. May I have yeah. a question yeah. for you too. Okay, now, like, you on. say your podcast name is Not Just Design. You know, oh, I, we, I think we spoke about it before when you changed your name from Drones to Not Just yeah. Design. But I wasn't clear. I wasn't yeah. clear about like why change your name and what does Not Just Design mean. And I mean, you said Not Just Design but based on some of the content we've been putting out so far, they've been design-related. Even this one is kind of design-related. Yeah. So yeah. what do you mean by not just design? And we are, why mm. did you change your name? So <laughs> first question is, why did I change the name, right? So I changed the name okay. from drones to not just design because I, drones is me. Drones is my personality. Mm-hmm. And if I use that for my YouTube, it's more of I'm becoming the idea of a company. I am becoming Google. If my nickname is Google and I everything around me is Google, mm. the idea of who okay. Google is is this. So it, like Jones was the podcast. Jones was you know the YouTube. Brand. It was the brand. Whereby Jones is me. I am I like yeah. to crack you know, jokes. I am oh, very yeah. funny. Exactly. The, the, I understand. The, I understand. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so that's why that's why I changed it. And again, another reason was for SEO okay. reasons. So I was like, if I'm going to change this name for you know the fact that I wanted to be oh, okay. drones and have not just design, then the SEO has to come please. And having design in the name would help me yeah. get found easily. It's going by to designer. find you. Most of your content yeah. is design related. Yeah. So what are we saying? <laughs> exactly. So now it's not just design from the context of 
design itself is not just only design. So I was now the name after deciding I was going to change it from drones, right? And I was going to have design in the name. I spent time, like I spent like weeks, I was talking with my friend, I was talking with people, and I was like, how do I have design in the name? Right. But then I don't want it to be something <laughs> very, very cliche. Like, something you can find in your face design. Uh-huh. Exactly. So then I started checking and just randomly thinking. I had fig baba, I had fig something. So my friend, my friend will remove words from Figma, remove words from Adobe, and like he will just mix it. And just made them together. <laughs> exactly. It, it didn't make sense. And then I came across something that changed my mindset towards it. And it was like, as a designer at Unko Oku, I only do not just do design, right? There's a leadership role. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. a responsibility to be able to contribute to the team technically. If I had no prior mm-hmm. idea to how code works, right? And all I did was product design. I would lose value for the team. And like, I would not just yeah. even know how things work generally. And that was what helped because I was mm-hmm. like, at the end of the day, it's not Figma alone. I was, I was thinking, I was like, exactly. It's not Figma alone. If it's left for Figma, right, people would only, people's value would be less because that means you can't even find anybody that doesn't know how to use, use, That's it's like, design, exactly. exactly. It's like driving a car. If driving a car was moving stairs and pressing, you know, um, you know acceleration, right? Everybody would be able to drive Exactly. But it's not just about like driving, you know, there's a mental aspect. That's why they say you should not drink and drive, you should not, you have a call because there's like, there's a mental aspect to it. Right? And it's the same thing with design. There's technical aspect to thinking about how design should be like, is how you present the idea. It's, it's just more than that. That was, that was the idea behind it. it's not just design because, you know, it's, it's not just design alone. It's more than that. It's yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I thought you meant like for your own content, you don't want to yeah. only put out stuff about design but your explanation oh. makes your description makes sense like it is not just about designing and colors and and figma yeah it's about yeah. so many other things that you can also contribute to so yeah, yeah. you've you answered my question thank you <laughs> yeah you're welcome you're welcome <laughs> yeah so this is this is my last question we're coming to the end right now i really appreciate you sitting down with me and uh, the Yay. question is Tell me about this quote okay. from your newsletter. Um, it's from the book you read. It's finally got myself to read a book. I read yeah. Zikora by Chimamanda. Yeah. A short yeah. and nice book. If you want, hola. I want, but then <laughs> tell me about you want it. So as person, I was reading the book. It's like 30 pages long. It didn't make sense to me, but it gradually made sense. About like a lady that she met a she did not meet a guy but because where they started from was when she was in the labor room trying to give birth but then in a backtrack so uh she the person that owns the pregnancy and how he did not take responsibility for the pregnancy when she got pregnant because he said it was not ready they were not married they were just dating and then she got pregnant but she she's like on the older side and she wanted to keep the baby she's like 30 30 year old plus sha she like yeah so the our, our motherhood came in and kind of changed her life. And now our mother was supportive, but not that supportive. If you read the book, you understand what I'm saying. Because in the labor room, our mother was okay. not giving her that kind of affection that a normal mother or a spouse would give her. And, but then at the end of the day, the woman, our mother was the only one by her side at the end of the day. And the, the reason for that ex- exact was that out of everything she was saying, it was like how getting pregnant and not just 
being pregnant and giving birth and being in the labor room, the kind of pain that women endure to get pregnant, yeah. to be to give birth and then post pregnancy and then post birth. So like the thing is not easy. And it was even scary for me when, while reading the book because that's where that quote comes in. I don't know it offhand, but like if um giving birth were easy and babies would just slip out, but babies don't just slip out. There is like a whole thing pre-pregnancy and post-pregnancy and that is it's just not easy and it's kind of scary <laughs> as a woman yeah. myself. Yeah. Okay. So that, that's, yeah. That's let, 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 me, let, me, let me read the quote. The quote was, yeah. nature must not want humans to reproduce. Okay, otherwise birthing would be easy even enjoyable babies would easily okay. slip out and mothers would remain unmarked and whole merely blessed by giving their stored life and experts i agree with because yeah. birthing a motherhood is not things it yeah. is not easy and <laughs> you know, there's some graphic parts that i can't even say out small <laughs> like what it actually happens when someone gives birth and then after you give it they have to stitch you back up they literally have to stitch you with needle yeah. and thread drones uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, thank you. Thank you for sitting. Thank I don't want to so speak about it. <laughs> thank you so much. This was so nice. It was very interesting. Yeah. 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 I really appreciate it. I, yeah. I enjoy having these discussions yeah. with people. This it's, for me is very I selfish. Yeah, it's selfish. <laughs> I only speak to people that you know are interesting. I feel like interested in. Uh, you know, I thank want to you. learn from them. For people listening, this um, podcast is sponsored by Neruption. Uh, you can listen to Narration podcast with Startup Founders. Link is in the description. Narration is, you know, they have they're on a mission and they have one goal to inform young Nigerians. And basically, they cover all of that with research from finances, from governments, politics, and talk about tech with startup founders from people to see from people in CBN down to even young Nigerian artists, upcoming artists. So with that being said, uh, this comes to the nice. end. You can check other episodes, the link in the description or in the picture yeah. video that come up next. Like, uh, please uh, subscribe to my newsletter, which is going to link in it. It is yeah. description box. So how do they say it? Subscribe to Zigzag Z and I will try to like do my best to entertain you. Yeah, I've always, yeah. <laughs> nice. I've always been doing uh, Yeah. Yeah. Good. Thank you, guys. So, with that being said, Bye. thanks, guys, for listening to this podcast. I hope you listen to the end. I hope you listen to this to this point. Right. And if you have any questions for me in particular, you can always come to my Twitter and ask me. Uh, uh, if you have any questions for drones, it's always open to answering your questions as well. Thank you, guys, for listening. See you in the next episode. Or <laughs> yeah, bye. <laughs> Subscribe. I like. Yeah. Subscribe. I like and comment. Thank you very much. Yes. 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 <laughs>